Oh, that means money. Oh, itchy hands. Well, my hands are always itchy, so. Are you rich? Absolutely not. <laughs> That's very sad. <laughs> Season's greetings and welcome to this week's episode of The Christmas Cracker, a Christmas film podcast where we discuss the absolute best and worst Christmas movies that the world has to offer. And who knows, ladies and gentlemen, one day we may find the world's truest Christmas cracker. However, it's definitely not this week. Uh, <laughs> my name's Kate and I'm here with my co-host. Um, hello, good morning. Hey, <laughs> how are you all? Uh, how are you, Sam? I'm good. How are you, Kate? Yeah, I was good until I watched this movie. See, I watched it like Tuesday. I've already forgotten about it. I'm not going to go I only watched it last night. <laughs> yeah. It was... You still got the after effects. <laughs> just, I couldn't believe how dramatic it was for no reason. Such a shit movie, lads. <laughs> Everything is like... <gasps> like, oh my God. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, uh, anything, anything interesting to state for the past week? Not really. Got a new toothbrush. Went to the dentist. Hey. That was about as exciting as my week went. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, no, that's it. Okay. Oh, this One comes out on my best friend's I didn't birthday. Do so happy I didn't birthday. Those things. Yay, happy birthday. Happy birthday. I'm dancing, you happy, can't see that. Happy, happy birthday to you. Do-do. What a shit episode for a birthday. <laughs> yeah, really sorry about that. If, I, if we'd have known it probably would have picked Rise of the Guardians uh, I can't wait for I know. next week oh yeah because uh, Rise of the Guardians is a cracker movie yeah. um, so ladies and gentlemen this week we are talking about the Christmas bunny which even after looking at the picture for it which I never even realised like the poster for the movie is like Christmas 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 it's a bunny with a little wreath <laughs> around his neck with little bells and holly leaves in front of a Christmas tree yeah lies it's all lies absolutely awful yeah so the christmas bunny where's my little synopsis runaway the christmas bunny (laughs) is the story of a michigan family facing tough economic times who take in a withdrawn foster child julia convinced she's unlovable julia dreams (laughs) of becoming real like the velveteen rabbit in her treasured storybook video when a real-life rabbit is injured by her foster brother in an accident, Julia meets the bunny lady, a local recluse who cares for people's castaway pets, and both their lives are changed by the encounter. Now, <laughs> I just want to state, the amount of animal abuse by this brother in this movie is Horrific. astronomical. And he never gets in trouble no! for any of it. I, that for any of it. so much. Like, it's just, there's so much of him just being an asshole to this bunny. And they're like, oh, but Julia, <laughs> don't it, bite him. <laughs> and then it doesn't really fit his character, because at the start of the movie, he's shown as this really nice child who's, like, trying to, like, say hello to Julia. And is like, you're weird. But, you know, it, it's his character's oh. all over the place. Actually, everyone's character is all over the place. <laughs> This whole movie is just um, a mess. <laughs> correct. So it, the the most important uh, cast person that I put here is uh, Sophie Bolin, who plays Julia, the child who won't speak. Um, mm. And I just thought it was interesting. Uh, other movies that she's been in, 
are The Horse Dancer, uh, Rodeo Girl, Never Let Go of Your Dreams, The Christmas Bunny, and A Dog for Christmas. Unleash the holiday cheer. So she likes animals. Mm, and that Does she boy, talk in any of the other ones? I assume so. <laughs> and the boy who plays her brother, Derek Brandon, was also in Rodeo oh. Girl Dream Champion. Um, and she's actually from Michigan is he from Michigan as well Um, it doesn't say but she's from Michigan which I assume is one of the main reasons as to why at the age of 11 she was cast in this movie she was born in 1999 oh stuff it's not weird not weird but it it was raised in 2010 yeah wait no we're older yeah Correct. No, we are older. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, she's our age. No, she's not. No, she's not. <laughs> she looks it though. Oh, really? Like her, her um, headshot pictures on. Yeah. Mm. I did not Very look up young. this movie. I looked up the trivia, saw nothing interesting, and carried on about my day. <laughs> uh, yes, there's one interesting piece of trivia personally, but I'm going to leave it to the end mm. um, because I think it's quite interesting. Once you've heard about the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Um, Just some uh, reviews, because I think it'll be interesting to read those before we watch the movie. Mm -hmm. For some reason, they're all really good. What? Can I... Oh, didn't it have... Sorry, did you say the rating already? Did I forget it? Oh, no. On IMDb, it has 6 out of 10. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure when I looked it up, it was 6 out of 10. And that's ridiculous. But I think that's, I think it's to do with how many people... Review it. Review it. Ah. Because on on Rotten Tomatoes, it has 52% for the audience score. Still too high. Uh, But it doesn't even have like a... uh, It doesn't even have a critic score. Critic score. So... I mean, who was looking at it? So let's see. Oh, it's like beautiful, meaningful film for all ages. I won't go into story or plot details. I will say this movie reveals enduring truths in an artful, unadorned way. It is thoughtfully written, well acted, and beautifully filmed. No. Florence Henderson, in particular, is a joy to watch. Is that the mum? She was the only good I actress have in this no whole idea. movie. The arcs of each character contribute to and reflect the theme. The theme concerns the ways in which we close or open ourselves to the power of love, both giving and accepting, and how that impacts our becoming fully who we are meant to be. Yes, it's a Christmas movie in a thematically serious way. No, it's not. The story is a call not to hold ourselves removed, self-concerned, isolated, and separate from others. It's a meditation on the love of Christ for us all. (laughs) And a beckoning to open our hearts to the reality of that love, that we may respond to it, act on it, and be elevated and redeemed. Kate, that sounded like a mass reading. Right? <laughs> I was in the middle of that and I was like, wow, I'm in mass. Yeah, I nearly felt like saying I'm in there at the end. <laughs> uh, what is the worst, the worst one? Uh, terrible, one out of ten. I can't help but wonder if the person who wrote the other review actually saw the movie. <laughs> It looked like a cute idea, but my five-year-old begged to watch it. 
I don't let her watch much TV, but she was very excited to be allowed to watch this. Ah, let your five-year-old watch TV. Come on. Yeah, can do. It had a slow, boring plot line. I found it to be a complete waste of our time. The little girl is mute, so that adds a lot of silence and limits the dialogue. And now, I have to say, having a mute child in a movie, absolutely fine with that. Like, don't, yeah. don't bash the fact that one of the characters was mute. That is irrelevant. Um, the parents fight the little girl is weird and sometimes violent not only was it very uninteresting it was also a little disturbing for my daughter to watch because of the parents always arguing I really wish I wouldn't have let my daughter watch this movie it was a complete failure as far as I was concerned well then vet the thing first I mean I agree yeah. with you but I just think if you don't let her watch that much telly maybe have a look at what you're letting her watch straight away uh, um, this is for the bunny lover in you <laughs> let me let me make one thing clear from the start. This is aimed at a young audience. It is very slow with an idea that is not original and was most likely made for TV. Those are factors you have to let flow into your vote and or summary of the movie. You cannot compare this to big time cinema. I can still see that some people <laughs> would have trouble and seeing this as a waste of their time. After this forward, I can tell you that as someone who loves animals in general and bunnies more specifically, you will enjoy the movie. You'll probably yearn for more bunny time, but you won't get more. The story might be a bit more out there and not as kid-friendly as some might expect either. Still, the overall message is clear. The girl actress is really good, which only really is being revealed when you watch the outtakes on the DVD. Outtakes? Outtakes? How do I find those? Oh my god, are they on YouTube? Plus, the old lady is based on a real person, as you can witness as one of the short features on the disc. Oh, well, I think oof, we might need a little mini little mini cracker one day to just... Yeah. <laughs> oh, Why man, I'm raging. We're going to have to oh, buy no. the fucking DVD. I'm not buying the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy the DVD. How much is it on Amazon? I'll fucking buy um, the papers. €29? Fuck off. No way. <laughs> Uh, that's too long. I'm not reading you. Sorry. Got it. Florence Henderson was really good. Also, just to warn you, the bunny looks nothing like the one on the cover. I thought it was just Netflix flub. I think at one point in time, this was on Netflix America. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, Florence Henderson must be the mum. Is she? Sure. Uh, oh, no. Or Florence the Henderson's the, the bunny lady. I was saying. I thought she was weird. I thought she wasn't very good. There was but one maybe part I was where wrong. I liked her. The rest of it, not so much. Uh, oh, Florence Henderson's been in loads of stuff. She's a very famous woman. She's in the. She Brady reminded Bunch. me of, like, her characterization is very like the Let It Go tinfoil lady. Let it snow, not let it go. Uh, <laughs> but a bit better. A bit. A she was better a bit than the more characterization, but how the town treats her and everything is just that very like. She's the weird one. Um, let's see if there's one more. Um, great film if you like bunnies. It makes a change from CGI stuff and people being killed. It's a nice family film. <laughs> All right. Jesus. <laughs> you know that you don't have to watch the films where people get killed, right? You can watch. Okay, this is, this is the last one I'll read, right? In a way, the Christmas bunny was a pleasant surprise. In the midst of the Great Recession, a struggling family takes in a girl from a foster program. Julie rarely speaks, but a curious preoccupation with bunnies is apparent from her ritualistic viewing of the Velveteen Rabbit video cassette. 
When Julie finds a rabbit injured by a Pelican accident on Christmas Day, she finally begins to open up. With the help of mysterious bunny lady, uh, blah, 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 I'm just giving away the plot here. <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> the movie settles into t- typical family fare shortly after um, the resolution, but never becomes as horrendously corny as it really could have been. I, uh. <laughs> For that, I have to give the Christmas bunny some credit. I, are these? No, okay, I'm Xing out of this tab now. We're done with you. So, um, yeah, the Christmas bunny was released in 2010. Uh, who knows what the budget was? I imagine. Oh, like a fiver or something? A, like a couple of hundred dollars to like, pay for people's lunches, maybe? maybe. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Um, they did have some very dramatic camera shots let's be real estimated quarter of a million Jesus Christ for a budget Um, so $250,000 oh my god just take that in for a moment (laughs) I'm just thinking like if someone handed me that amount of money (laughs) what you could do like I'd like to think I could do a better film actually no I know I could do a better film Kate's taking off her headphones. Sorry, just my ritualistic knocking out my own headphones. I was going to say, you really... Uh, when you... I, for those of you who listen to Mickey Waffles, Kate pulled a total Sam the other day and missed her cue for her name and I was weak for it. But that's because I didn't have my headphones yeah. in. Not yeah, because I, I wasn't paying fail. attention. <laughs> it's not that I don't pay attention, I just get stressed. Um. So, oh sorry, just before we get into this, I just want to give some background information on the Velveteen Rabbit. Okay. Because I feel like it's important because it's never really explained in the movie. It's an excellent and I point. Think, and I think if you knew why she was... If you knew the symbolism between the Velveteen Rabbit and mm-hmm. her story, you might like the movie more. But they never explain the Velveteen Rabbit. And so you're just like, this kid's weird. Sure. <laughs> Makes sense. So uh, the Velveteen Rabbit is... Um, an old story from it was first published in 1922 um, by Marjorie Williams and so it's about a stuffed rabbit sewn from velveteen is given as a Christmas present to a small boy the boy plays with his other new presents and forgets the velveteen rabbit for a time these presents are modern and mechanical and they snub the old fashioned velveteen rabbit the wisest and oldest toy in the nursery the skin horse which was owned by the boy's uncle tells the rabbit about toys magically becoming real due to love from children the rabbit is awed by this idea however his chances of achieving this wish are slight one night the boy's nanny gives the rabbit to the boy to sleep with in place of a lost toy the rabbit becomes the boy's favorite toy enjoying picnics with him in the spring and the boy regards the rabbit as real time passes and the rabbit becomes shabbier but happy it meets some real rabbits in the summer and they learn that the velveteen rabbit cannot hop as they do and they say that he is not a real rabbit one day the boys come the boy comes down with scarlet fever and the rabbit sits with him as he recovers. The doctor orders that the boy should be taken to the seaside and that his room should be disinfected. All his books and toys burnt, including the velveteen rabbit. The rabbit is bundled into a sack and left out in the garden overnight, where he reflects sadly on his life with the boy. The toy rabbit cries, a real tear drops on the ground and a marvellous flower appears. A fairy steps out of the flower and comforts the velveteen rabbit, introducing herself as the nursery magic fairy. She says that because he has become real to the boy who truly loves him, she will take him away with her and turn him in and turn him real to everyone. The fairy takes the rabbit to the forest where she meets the other rabbits and gives the velveteen rabbit a kiss. 
The Velveteen Rabbit changes into a real rabbit and joins the other rabbits in the forest. The next spring, the rabbit returns to the boy and the boy sees the resemblance to his own Velveteen Rabbit. He ends up enjoying the rabbit out in the wild. So. That's cute. Yeah. But makes complete sense mm. to the Christmas bunny if they'd only just taken 10 to 15 seconds to give a short synopsis of the Velveteen Rabbit. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would have been like, oh, yeah, I get it. But they don't. And they just assume you know the entire story of the Velveteen Rabbit. They could have read that. They could have read her yeah. the story. Do you know what I mean? Just like mm-hmm. little... Not even the... Do you know what I mean? Anyway. So, now that that's out of the way... Uh, a voiceover. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm still thinking about how to improve the movie. The Christmas uh, Bunny. <laughs> take it away. <laughs> right. Okay. So... The film opens up on snowy farm vibes, is what I've written here. And there's also a man walking very dramatically. And we fear for his life because he is a huffing and a puffing. And I was convinced he was going to have a heart attack. He does fall down, but uh, he gets back up again. Very dramatically, he trips. Dramatically. He trips down. Like, as, he trips. Like, as if he, he literally going might to as die. well. He literally might as well have just sat down. Like, that's how dramatic it was. Yeah. Um, and as all this is happening we have these little cut scenes of a girl who is being driven in a car and on the car is Helping Hands Foster Care um, emblazoned on the side um, and she's got a little copy of The Velveteen Rabbit which I thought was the book but obviously it's the video because it's just a real quick shot of it on her lap yeah, um, no, yeah, it's a, it's a video, it's a video cassette. It's a video cassette of the Velveteen Rabbit and Julie is sitting in the back. The two foster care workers try to kind of chat with her. There's a guy foster care worker who seems really nice. Who's like, hey, Julie, are you cold? Do you need a blanket? Are you good? Are you happy? And the woman is quite rude. The woman is just like, leave her be. Honestly, who cares? <laughs> oh yeah, she's like, don't coddle her. And I'm like, yeah. You for, uh, the, the, this is just this is just the first point where this whole like adoption cod like this whole thing is just incorrect. Yeah. Like one, sorry, one. They <laughs> arrive to this house and they're like, oh, there's only one other child. As if they've this means that they've not met with the whole family mm-hmm. before with Julia before they've arrived, mm-hmm. which one would never happen. Two, they don't actually properly explain the situation between Julia and her mother no um three there's no talk of like counselling or seeing a psychiatrist or literally any of those things that this child clearly needs didn't exist and uh, I've ran out of what was I taught four um this this woman's like do you need like are you cold and the foster care worker's like don't talk to her like that she's fine like oh. <laughs> It's like it's ridiculous. Don't don't try and comfort the child whose mother's a drug a- drug addict and just won't like just abandons her. We have like, just pulled her from her life that she knew, and we are now driving Christmas her Eve. to strangers. Don't 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 give her any comfort. <laughs> Bizarre. Do you know what I mean? Bizarre. Anyway, sorry, just want to. No, that's absolutely fine. <laughs> so we get to the house, um, and the ski sloping man turns out to be Scott, this new foster father. Um, and he is like beating himself up and the wife tries to comfort him 
and is is talking about like Julie's going to be arriving and he's saying the whole place is immaculate now all of this and it's alluded to that Scott is only doing this for the money because he says to his wife you want to do this I need to do this now again what the fuck is going on like you're telling me that the only process that this Mm -hmm. helping hands people did for Julie or Juliet to come was speak to the mother Parenting that's stuff. all they did yeah they literally from what i hear they <laughs> rang up the mother was and was like say, hey yeah. <laughs> can you take a child and the mother was like yeah how much are you gonna pay us pretty but much for, but also really wants another kid mm. yeah because the foster care um crowd helping hands they do arrive and they do say that this is Ju- julie's third foster home um and as they're talking the mum does talk about how she always wanted another kid but there were complications and the father is like they don't need to hear the gory details no sorry she says she has internal issues oh yeah internal like internal like she can't conceive anymore she is like why are we and then yeah and then the guy turns around and he's like the gory details (laughs) and i'm like what is going on but then i realized it's a very religious movie and so we obviously couldn't dare talk about the reproductive system as a woman because it is a heavily religious movie actually way more than you would expect it to be um but they so basically kid arrives and scott grabs the like bag of clothes and the mom is like hi come on in um and they like immediately put her in a room watching the Velveteen Rabbit while they chat to the foster care and the workers are basically like you know do whatever you want like don't coddle her like don't talk to her like she doesn't talk make her talk all this because the mom does seem like the mom is like oh like what should we do if this that and the other would she like that and the woman is like no 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 it's what you want you're the mom I was like yeah but this is a child with some very clear issues and, oh you know. this woman this like foster care woman is crazy because then she's like what should she call us oh yeah and the woman's like mrs and mrs it's mr and mrs it shows respect yeah. and i'm like why don't you ask the girl what mm-hmm. she wants to call you because like what but then immediately this is broken the next day when she goes to school but anyway i'll just I'll yeah because they keep referring to her as her mom her mom like she she gets on the bus the next day mm. from school or not the next one they eventually go back to school yeah and the teacher is immediately like your mom will be waiting for you mm-hmm. and i'm like i'm sorry have you clearly not had a conversation with the teacher where it's like i'm clearly not her mother i've known her less than a month and i, I thought that was going to lead to we're jumping miles ahead but i thought that was going oh, yeah, to lead to julie like <laughs> not getting off the bus because she was looking for yeah. her mom so did I. I and I like, thought there was going to be that awkward conversation where she was like, where's my mum? Yeah, she told me my mum would be waiting for me and yeah. I didn't see That's it. That's what I thought so. would happen. That would have been a better storyline, but no. Anyway, <laughs> to rewind a bit, while Julie <laughs> is watching The Velveteen Rabbit and the parents are speaking with the foster care, um, we meet their other son, Billy, who comes down and he's like, hi, can I go play games? Um and they they tell him to go introduce himself to Julie and he does and to be fair this is what confuses me he seems very nice he's like do you want anything do you want me to get you like some tea or like yeah but he's like he's like you've got hot chocolate you've got a movie I mean you seem pretty good to me like that kind of and I'm like 
yeah, okay, that's fair. You're still a young child, like yeah, yeah, that's a very like child like you've, you. Seem, you've observed, you seem cool. you've observed, <laughs> you observe the situation. You're like, hey, she's got hot chocolate. Okay, yeah, no, no, she's got a movie. She seems comfy. If I had all those things, I'd be. If I had happy, all those yeah. things, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think she's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like he doesn't seem rude or or anything. No. The fact that she doesn't reply, he's a bit like, you're a bit weird. And again, that's a very child sort of mm-hmm. thing to take up. Um, and basically, I'm fine with this whole scenario, except for the fact that the foster care people seem insane. And the poor foster care man seems to really want to help children. And this woman just seems to belittle him. Um, oh, yeah. It's like he's training. It's like his first... Yeah. He's still like shadowing kind of. And he's like, oh, do we not like bloody blah and she's like no <laughs> yeah I feel bad for him I wanted him to make a comeback and like sort everything out anyway um, then she goes to so Julie's mother goes to put the child to bed and she has this awkward conversation where she's like all of your things here they are oh did you want to put them away yourself oh have I already fucked up I'm really sorry and what struck me in the scene is so the child won't sorry Julie is the child Julie won't speak yet because she's not comfortable and the mum is being very patient with this but also seems to like invade her personal space a lot which I didn't like just for me I was like if the child won't talk to you don't touch her like just leave what? her be she like picks What's her up mean? and puts her into bed and she like kisses her goodnight and I'm like I understand but maybe oh right maybe again wait. but again I feel like this is down to the lack of actual foster parents mm like training like didn't I think at the movie the movie I think at the start of the movie the foster care lady says they got their license last week or something and I assume that means a foster care license to like Mm. prove that they've been through all this training and shit but I just don't see it because I assume one of the things they tell you is your natural instinct is going to be to comfort them and this mm. and that but like mm. sometimes with some kids like some kids will want that and that's fine yeah. but other kids won't and so you have to like step away kind of thing but yeah. like there's just I don't know it just seems wildly unrealistic yeah it just to me it just felt like Julie was clearly visibly uncomfortable with this whole scenario and it made me just cringe a little bit nothing against the mom. I understand the mom is just trying to be a good mom. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just thought again the training was wild here <laughs> like bit of a conversation so she puts the child to bed and she's like tomorrow it's going to be Christmas and everything will be wonderful isn't that great then she goes up to her own bedroom where she her husband is lying in bed on a laptop and my note here is this family is portrayed as super poor with a crappy old TV and a Mac laptop yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Product placement. <laughs> what? <laughs> now, maybe you want to say he got that from work, but he's not worked in a long time, and I think they would mm-hmm. want that back. Mm. I'm just right. putting that out there. That was a really mm. stupid prop to have. <clears throat> During this section, then, there is a flashback. So when Julie's asleep, she has sort of a dream, but it's also a flashback to her childhood where she's at home watching the Velveteen Rabbit her mum comes home and someone is banging on the door asking to come in I think her mum also perhaps solicited men I think is what they're trying to say or else it was her dealer it's not made very clear because again religious movie so therefore any of those things are just evil yes 
um, she slaps Julie in the most unrealistic, like terrible TV slap I have ever seen in my entire life. And then kind of passes out in the bed and Julie can't wake her up and Julie cries and then watches the Velveteen Rabbit. It's a bit weird. It's it's literally like we have to put all of her background into about 10 seconds. Yeah. So go. <laughs> yeah, because it was like, did you eat? There's nothing there. There's cereal. There's no milk. Okay, we get it. <laughs> like there's this whole back and forth. Um, the next morning, <laughs> uh, Julie, Billy and the parents are off on a little trip they're going to see I'm not sure whether it's supposed to be Julie's brother or, or sorry the mum's brother or Scott's brother I, I'm not sure but they're going to see someone's uncle um, yeah I'm not sure about that either because later on in the movie so there's this whole thing of the man in this second family offering a job to mm-hmm. the dad yeah. but then also the woman in this family comes over and shows holiday pictures to yeah. the other mum at the very right end Yeah, and I'm like well they both give off the vibe that they're each other's brother and sister do you know what I mean yeah, like, yeah, I'm confused yeah. I don't know yeah, yeah. I assume I assume it's his family his brother yeah and his brother because mm-hmm. they seem more chummy chummy potentially yeah kind of do mm-hmm. you know what I mean anyway, mm-hmm. I, so I think it's I think it's his family so they're going over to the extended family of some description um and it's just it's really cringy because there's this big massive fuck off like holiday home and they get out of the car and your man goes welcome to our little cabin in the woods and I'm like oh fuck off look at this place it's just huge shut your face like it is like like no exaggeration it looks like a hotel like it's massive marble flooring and wooden beam like really high high value and building mm-hmm. and they I just thought it was so tone deaf of them like knowing the family situation to be like welcome to our little holiday abode because this isn't where they live they just rented this place mm. for a little while or they bought a second like getaway house I don't know but it was just again not made very clear not made very clear um <laughs> and so they all gather around in the living room and they open up their presents and then I've written kids getting guns very America way to go so the two oh no sorry boys... you missed the bit where they eat dinner and they all awkwardly pray uh, oh was that not after they open their presents oh maybe do they not have dinner first maybe they do sorry they do actually yeah I didn't even write it down that's how bored I was oh yeah because Julie won't hold hands with either of them and I so they have either. to like cross over and pray that's all that happens <laughs> but it's like but it's very like exact like it's a, like it's the full prayer like they have a full like mm. blessing thing and I'm like oh I feel uncomfortable <laughs> yeah uh, yeah I, I, I did not even write it down because that's how much I did not care um, <laughs> so completely fair the two boys in this family are given BB guns to which the mother is like what and the two fathers go no 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 we discussed it we decided they were ready great glad that you discussed it and not with your wife fine (sighs) so the lads are thrilled with their guns and then the little girls get given dolls because we don't believe in (laughs) but we have to make it very clear now I have to say it's it's very it's very like I actually have no hate for this quote unquote rich family because mm. 
They're very nice. Oh, they are very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my problem like is with the stereotyping here. <laughs> yeah, they're never, they're never exclusive. Like they never exclude her. Like they went no. as far as getting her a really nice Christmas present. Mm-hmm. As far as like the thought went into mm-hmm. it, but they get her this amazingly creepy life size like China doll, mm-hmm. and it is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But then Scott takes offence and is like, what am I supposed to get her? And I'm just thinking, it is Christmas Day. What do you mean, what am I supposed to get her? What have you gotten her? What? Yeah, did you not already buy her a present? Like, you, what? <laughs> what yeah. a stupid line. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, the uncle is very apologetic. He's like, oh, sorry, I just wanted to make her feel really yeah, welcome and special. Yeah, I just wanted to get her something just, really nice. And... You know, I figured she hadn't had a nice thing in a very long time. And, you know, very sweet. Julie, on the other hand, goes and slaps the face off the dog. Now, why... Like, they're <sighs> literally... Link, like, this is like they're literally linking it to... Remember five minutes ago where yeah. we showed her mum slapping her? Well, now, mm-hmm. obviously, in her brain, she thinks any other child should just get slapped. Yeah. But I'm like, in that premise, why hasn't she slapped the, the little, little girl. girl from the other family? Yeah. Stupid. So stupid. stupid. Makes no sense. Slaps the face off the doll and then runs out falls dramatically into a snowbank like a Disney princess and starts crying starts crying the mom comes out and holds her while she cries that's it makes no sense um and then we have the whole premise of the movie starts coming in here now guys no wait for it the kids come back very dramatically screaming for their parents that um there is a bunny injured and the parents are like how did this bunny get injured and the kids got bored of shooting cans with their BB guns uh, and then this is a weird thing the son is like oh your man said he knew where there were some squirrels but we accidentally shot a bunny and I'm like what so squirrels were fine that's what, what I was thinking I was like okay so we were gonna go shoot squirrels which would have been absolutely fine but you know <laughs> we hurt this rabbit so therefore we're like shitting it yeah that makes no sense to me yeah and no, I agree it's just stupid so <laughs> they <laughs> The mom is like, I'll call a vet. And she walks about 10 feet away. Julie starts to come over, sees the bunny. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sc- Scott is saying, you know, can you can you look after it for two minutes? Don't touch it. Don't go near it. Don't frighten it. Just make sure we know where it is. And immediately the mom comes back with like a vet. No, I was like, that is the quickest call like yeah, instantly she's day. like can we take it down to the O'Grady for I don't know something but I was like that is the quickest call on Christmas day you got in touch with a vet that I qu- okay yeah. but Julie has there's this shot where the camera looks kind of from a bunny perspective and you see Julie kind of looking over and she says the words you came back and I was like is this your bunny does this bunny follow you from foster home to foster home it's never again talked about Sam yeah that's um, that's the movie that's what this movie should have been a magic bunny that follows this girl yeah to all of her foster homes yeah okay well we don't need to talk about it anymore let's talk about this new movie that we've made (laughs) (laughs) and then that stupid brother hits it you you can have some similar vibes but yeah oh it's just um yeah so that line makes absolutely no sense no it's never again brought Um, up just avoid like, 
It's like, what do you mean? Like, it doesn't even make sense in the terms of the Velveteen Rabbit. It's like, what the fuck are you on about? But anyway. No no idea. Um, So they take it to the the vet. Or they're going to take it to the vet in the morning, actually. Yes, that's what's happening. Sorry. So... (laughs) <laughs> they 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 put the bunny in a little box. Oh yeah, sorry. This is Christmas Eve. Yes. The yeah. next day is Christmas Day. Sorry. And they they put the the bunny in the car, and Julie's holding it because they go to put the bunny in the boot, and Julie like takes it, and the parents are like, oh okay, no, she's connected with this bunny, sure, um, and she won't let Billy anywhere near it. Like Billy tries to look at it in the car. Billy does say in the car when do you think we get the guns back and the dad says when do you think you should get the guns back and he does say when we're 21 he's like that sounds yeah. like a plan so yeah. <laughs> there is a slight bit of a punishment here and Billy seems apologetic I just think the whole squirrel thing kind of threw me off um, well they get back home and Julie won't put her pyjamas on and so then the mom says like if you want to play with the bunny you have to go put your pyjamas on and then you can sit with the bunny. So Julie instantly does what she says and then the mm-hmm. mom kind of realises that she has an in here <laughs> of how to get Julie to do anything is to use the rabbit. Yeah. Um, the following morning, they, <laughs> they take her to the vet and the vet is honestly a little bit useless. He's like, yeah, she's got a broken leg. We could put her down or we could operate. The operation will cost you a bomb. Um, honestly, bunnies we don't really deal with. They're kind of exotic pets. Exotic <laughs> pets. What? But but no no no. Do you know what? Do you know what really gets me here is he's trained enough to operate on the bunny. Yeah. But he's not <laughs> trained enough to know more about the bunny. Yeah. Like, like I've no faith in this vet to do the operation. To be it honest, it makes with you. absolutely no sense. Yeah. But I'm also like. If a bunny with a broken leg turns up at a vet, is really one of the options just to kill it? Yeah. Like, that just seems ridiculous. Well, I think, sadly, is that not the way with a lot of animals? I think if I brought a dog to the vet with a broken leg, their immediate reaction wouldn't be, let's put it down. It would be, oh, otherwise it's pretty healthy. But I'm so, pretty sure that's an option if you can't afford the surgery. I just think that's a bit ridiculous. That is a bit ridiculous. Personally. That's why you get pet oh, insurance. Also, by. <laughs> I don't know any pet insurance. Also, <laughs> the rabbit like won't eat. No, the rabbit they can't yeah, get it that, to that's eat. That's the main problem. Is oh yeah, that's the big we problem. We can fix Sorry, the legs, yeah. but we don't know what's wrong with the rabbit eating, not eating even. So there's no guarantee. And then there that's what I'm like so that's where I was like okay so you can operate on this bunny but you can't figure out why he's not eating no. i.e. you can't give him an x-ray and see maybe what's going on inside of his tummy no? Okay, but doesn't cool. he say there's something obstructing his bowel or something? I, I'm also watching a lot of Grey's Anatomy at the moment so I could be mixing up my films but <laughs> um, I just love when you take off your headphones and you have no idea what's going on for like three seconds what did you say? <laughs> mixing up what films? I, I said I'm watching a lot of Grey's Anatomy so I could be mixing up my x-rays here but I'm sure he said something about like him having a bowel obstruction I don't know this could be Grey's Anatomy never mind okay <laughs> anyway but so he doesn't know he's... what to do or what caused it or anything yeah like he's useless basically as a vet Um, and so <laughs> the vet says 
there is one other option. There is this woman. She's a bit kooky, but she knows her rabbits. Um, you could take her there. And Scott knows this woman because Scott tried to like sell her some cookies with Billy once upon a time. And she Not like cookies. Oh. Magazines. Oh, magazines. Weird. Okay. Even weirder. <laughs> Why would you sell magazines? Okay. Um, and apparently Betsy ran them off with like a pitchfork off the land. I would. He's annoying. Very fair. Yeah. Who comes around to sell magazines? No. But you could take her there and Scott's a bit like, that's a bit mental. But the mum is like, we have to save this body Julie has bonded with. So we will take her there. Um, and at this point, Julie pipes up to speak almost her first words in this movie, I'm pretty sure, bar the you came back. But her first words to people, mm-hmm. which are, his name is Rumple. And again, this is like, oh, so you know the bunny. <laughs> but no, <laughs> she's just she's yeah. just named him now. Um, and they take the rabbit to Betsy Betsy is honestly crazy Uh, she instantly starts pointing the finger at Julie as if Julie demonised this she's like did you shoot the rabbit? no did you kill it? no (laughs) do do you know how to take care of the rabbit? no (laughs) yeah and I'm like whoa 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 (laughs) yeah it's it's very and they're like the bunny had an accident I'm like no your son shot it let's not Mm, beat around yeah I'm like "Mm." Like, it wasn't an accident. You gave a kid a gun like an idiot. <sighs> Just kids getting guns wrecks my fucking head in these shows. Anyway. I agree. Betsy says she will take the rabbit, come back Tuesday, slam the door in her face. Oh, no, sorry, before that, she asks about money. She says, you got any money? And Scott takes out his wallet and he's like, well, how much will it be? And he's, she, the bunny lady, says, I wasn't talking to you. And she looks directly at Julie. Now, when the Helping Hands people dropped her off, they mentioned that they gave her like three dollars because they like the kids like to have something to make them feel independent, as if three dollars like pocket is, change is gonna get them anywhere. But Julie takes out her like three dollars, so we know this is all she has in the world, mm. and gives it. And the bunny lady says that ought to cover it, and slams the door in their face and says, "Come back Tuesday." wild so they're just left there <laughs> mental um, then we have school so it's coming to the next day school is coming up we have this scenario that we spoke about earlier where the mum says I'm dropping you in and then you're going to get the bus home but I'll be waiting at the gate and the teacher will know what bu- bus to put you on and all of this so Julie goes to school instantly cuts to the end of the day we don't get to see her navigating school we never never see her in school ever no um but she the teacher puts her on the bus and says your mum will be waiting at your stop so you just look out for her but instead Julie sees the sign for rabbits recognises the bunny lady's house and gets off there now just another point I had Mm. here we never know what the mum does no, no, we do. So, she she makes furniture. She's like the crafty furniture painting gal. But is that only because at one point in the movie we see her painting a chair? It, it, the Helping Hands people say it as well in the car. But like, does she? I just don't understand why she was at home to and meet didn't her, collect her, but couldn't go and collect her. Independence of getting the boss. I don't know. 
For this foster child with her first... I don't think so. I just don't think so. Because she anyway. needs to get off the bunny lady's house. I Maybe know. need to move the plot like... <laughs> <laughs> If the mom collected her, we wouldn't have this problem. I know, I know. I'm just saying. At the bunny lady's house, we have the most insane camera angles I have ever seen in my entire life. It's set up like a thriller. I was fully mm-hmm. expecting her to find a dead body or something. It's like following her and all these creepy weird shots. Um, and basically she's walking around and this lady has fucking thousands of rabbits. Like, like an, an insane amount of rabbits. Loads. Like loads of rabbits. <laughs> like I cannot stress enough how bizarre this is. She walks around and there's all these different kennels and there's all these different rabbits running around and Julie just seems in awe of this whole thing. Um, and the rabbit, she has a conversation with the rabbit lady because the rabbit lady is like, I told you to come back Tuesday. This is not Tuesday. And Julie just stares at her because Julie doesn't speak a whole pile. And then the rabbit lady continues to parrot on and is like, well, do you know how to look after a rabbit? And Julie says no. Which again, I'm like... Well, that makes no sense then. How did you say you came back? I thought you owned this rabbit. What's going on? (laughs) And so the bunny lady kindly offers to teach her about rabbits. I wouldn't say kindly. kindly. (laughs) Personally, no, Sam. Well, yeah. The bunny lady tells her that if she wants the rabbit back, (laughs) she basically has to attend her little school of teaching (laughs) about rabbits. So she can come over, learn about rabbits, learn how to take care of it, and then, maybe then, she'll give the rabbit back. Oh, also, we learned that the rabbit is fine now. The rabbit was just bunged up because some kid fed it a load of candy. That's... Uh, I'm immediately like, what the fuck? But then we... It comes... It comes, comes out later. Yeah. So, there's that. Um, and, yeah, we learn all about this. Oh, also, the mum is, like, freaking out. Um, but the bunny lady oh, yeah, I forgot because... to mention that then the bunny lady drives her home and is like she can come and learn about the rabbit and I'll teach her um, and the kids are like well, that's weird uh, the kids the parents but then um, she the mom tells Scott that Judy told her that she wanted to to do it to learn and the dad is like oh she spoke again and I'm like oh did she because that seems pivotal why didn't we get yeah, that scene? Yeah, why didn't we see that? <laughs> like, like, that seems like a crucial moment in this character development that you've just decided not to. Maybe it's a, maybe it's one of those outtakes. Maybe it's a deleted scene. Oh yeah, maybe she spoke too much, and they were like, "No, that's too far." <laughs> no, we're not. We're not going to realize how damaged this kid is if she just starts chatting all the time. So we'll pair it back. But anyway, um, the, that's the deal. Is that she's going to go learn? Um, also we learn that Scott has an interview and Scott is mm-hmm. so excited about this I genuinely thought Scott had gotten a job and I was like oh everything's coming up for this family look at them settling but it's just an interview and he was yeah. very much over the top with it um, then we have a montage of rabbit care is what I've written it's Julie going going on the school bus getting off at the rabbit lady's house helping out I wasn't sure if this was all one day or if this was supposed to like be a course because she's in the same outfit pretty much the entire time. I think, I yeah, I just I think it's over a period of time. So I think we're supposed to, we're supposed to vibe with it. Um. Oh, and then I've I've written Rabbit Lady tells stories as well because she's just constantly 
yammering on about things it's alluded that she had a helper that left we don't really know much about it and um, I thought she meant her husband yeah but no because then Julie's mum goes to the vet and she's carved the vet a little business holder business card holder which was actually quite cute I thought that was oh she made it yeah she makes crafty furniture Kate this is her job (laughs) I did not grasp that for the entire movie I have to say it now. I'm not gonna lie. Oh yeah, no, that she made that. She was like, "Here you go. This is a little thing that I made you." Because she, the vet wouldn't take cash because it was Christmas, um, and his wife would be cross. Apparently, um, seems 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 unrealistic. I would have 100. Like, I don't know if this makes me a bad person, but I would 100 have been like, uh, "Yeah, actually, it's Christmas Day, so I'm gonna need like at least extra. double." Extra. <laughs> You're like, gonna get charged extra for Christmas Day. <laughs> I have left my family. <laughs> Yeah. to come and look after this rabbit that I cannot cure but anyway uh, the vet tells the story of the bunny lady and that the bunny lady had a daughter who helped out and then she had an argument with the daughter and the daughter left and has never come back and that's sad also we never hear of the daughter ever again nope, never. I thought there was going to be some cute little resolution Yeah. but there wasn't spoiler well, yeah I thought, do you know what I genuinely thought was going to happen? I thought Julie's, um, I thought the bunny lady's daughter was going to be Julie's mum. And Julie was going to be her granddaughter. Oh. That would be Again, a much better movie <laughs> plot. I thought that's what was going to happen was like the, the, because obviously it's alluded to that Julie's mum is kind of a bit of a tearaway and has had a mm-hmm. fairly awful life and has mm-hmm. fallen down some bad paths. So I thought it was going to be that like she ran away from her own mom, got herself in a bit of bother, ended up in all this trouble, had this daughter yeah. and the bunny brought them back together magically for Christmas. It's a Christmas miracle. Family reunited. That would have been good, Sam. That Thanks. would have been really good. Thanks, yeah. That's the one we'll write. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, that doesn't happen at all. So don't no. get excited for that resolution at the end. <laughs> Instead, we learn that Julie's mum, her real-life birth mother, wants to come and see her. So they they talk to Julie. Uh, and again, I don't think this would be allowed. Yeah, one, I just don't think it would be allowed, full stop. Two, Certainly if you were going... they're planning. Yeah, exactly. Two, if you were going to have a meeting between a mother and her child mm-hmm. who is in the foster care system... Mm-hmm. One, the meeting wouldn't be at the house. No. It would be supervised. The mother would not be allowed to know where the child lives. Two, those helping hands people would have been with her. They were not arsed. (laughs) They were like, she'll be there. They just weren't there at all. (laughs) And um, three, I feel like you don't build it up to the child as much. No. Like you can tell them. Yeah. But I feel like it was built up more than it should have been yeah and so the and also like the mother never arrives right Mm. but then she rings the helping hands people and they're just like yeah she's done this a couple of times where she just doesn't show and i'm like sorry there's been at least more than two times where she's planned a meeting with this child and has not gone and you still believe her like that that's bad planning that's just awful these these no wonder the foster care no wonder like the childcare system in america is so bad the people running it don't know what they're doing yeah 
on it like it is a joke <laughs> like, the, oh. like that was that whole thing was an absolute joke it was so they tell julie that her mum wants to come and in a in a really honestly in a little bit of a heart-wrenching moment julie goes and starts packing because she yeah. thinks her mom is like taking her away and i don't think that's in a hopeful way i think it's just she's so used to being pushed from pillar to post that's what I thought too, yeah. You know, I don't think it's a like, oh yay, mom's coming back packing. It's mm-hmm. a, oh for fuck's sake, here we go again packing. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really sad. And then, you know, her foster mum comes up and is saying, you know, oh sweetie, no, you're not leaving. Oh sorry, <laughs> you know, and explains yeah. it. But it, it was like, she's got her little hat and coat on and like, bless her. Um, and so she sat in the living room waiting and you just, you know, you get the old clock camera shot where we watch time pass um and julie rings or sorry julie's foster mum rings and like kate said we learned that julie's mother has done this multiple times and she doesn't show and that's a bit cutting and julie is so upset that the next day at school she doesn't even get off at the bunny's lady's house she just goes home now i have to say this exact point i was so sad because so in like the montage of learning about all the bunnies we learned that there's this big fat bunny that the oh, bunny lady yeah. has oh this broke and my he's heart. really old he's a yeah. really really old bunny fred but he's still he's still going right mm. and so during this montage we learned that it's going to be fred's birthday at the end of the week and they're like we should do something nice for Fred. And so they've obviously planned this thing, right? And so that day, she doesn't get off the bus. But then as soon as she doesn't get off the bus, we pan to inside the bunny lady's house. And she's wearing colour. She doesn't she has her dress. hair done. She's got her pearls got on. Yeah, and she's decorated her living room for a birthday party for Fred. And there's bunnies everywhere. And it is honestly the cutest thing. But she's looking it's out the window. so heartbreaking. Julie doesn't get off the bus or Julia and she's just like well I suppose that's that and then she puts she the bunny pulls, in the basket and she pulls down the happy birthday banner it's and really it's honestly, sad I forgot that that was that so moment sad. it's so sad and I was like ah here it was it was gutting honestly that poor bunny lady mm-hmm. um yeah my note my note just says that's really sad <laughs> It was really sad. It I was, was like, oh. It was a like heartfelt moment. To be fair, this film is not very good. But that whole three minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Solid three minutes. Yeah. Um, and then the bunny lady gets in a huff, takes off her dress, puts on all her, her shabby clothes again, and goes and gives the bunny back. And she says she's done with teaching Julie. And here's the bunny and whatever and gets mm-hmm. in a huff and leaves and it is very sad and then I say <laughs> uh, at this point I've made the note here that there's not a lot of Christmas in this film because it's yeah, not so, been Christmas for a very long time <laughs> yeah it is one of those movies that's like oh one of these events happened at Christmas therefore it is the Christmas bloody blah yeah no I was waiting I was going to give it the benefit of the doubt and say you know maybe we span the whole year and we're going to finish up on Christmas again in a big Christmas no Just I think the fact that they live in Michigan and it snows a lot in Michigan they're just taking they're snow like, as Christmas <laughs> yeah they're like this will do <laughs> snow equals Christmas right it's fine mm. um, so then um, the extended fam come back from their holidays 
and the little girl Rebecca wants to see the rabbit and Julie won't let her Julie keeps standing in front of the rabbit um, and not now I have to, to say I thought this is ridiculous I'm like because the little the other little girl isn't rude or snotty no she just wants to see the bunny yeah if and it was the Julia's boy like, who shot him oh absolutely fair. I'd be like get 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 the fuck out don't yeah. don't even look at my bunny yeah the girl did not no and she's like now I do have to say again this is the whole like there's no effort like Julia has been through a lot right yes. completely fair as to why she's acting this way mm-hmm. but she can't act this way forever no so they should be in some sort of class or therapy set literally anything to be trying to rectify this child's behavior yeah, but again, and they're religion, just we don't, not we don't counsel we don't talk about our feelings I just I just I was like she's st- I was like no she's in the wrong gear she should just mm. let the girl see the bunny yeah well Julie I have to say Julie was not my favourite character through any of this to be honest no. she's a bit annoying um, for for reasons like this the, that little mm-hmm. girl did nothing all she wants to do is have one little peek at the rabbit just let her see so the mum gives out to her for not being willing to share uh, and sends her to her room rightly so and so Julie's up in her room and she's having a look the um the moms are downstairs looking at uh, holiday pictures mm-hmm. and the boys have been outside and basically earlier in the film there was a little montage of Scott building these kind of like banks of snow that they could like slope and toboggan down um and so the boys are playing on those and they have this old pram like a doll's pram and they push it off the slope and then this stupid boy who's not Billy whose name I don't know says we need a like target or we need a passenger no we need a passenger and I was like shut your no, face no you don't no you don't what? but I'm like no you don't no why the f- so the boys again, sneak into the house major animal abuse once again and they get the rabbit and they put the rabbit into the pram they're wrapping the rabbit up the dad comes home the dad has not gotten the job that he was all excited for and that he'd really hyped himself up too much for because now he's fucking fuming and then he sees that the rabbit has because um the little girl rebecca had initially let the rabbit out of the cage and the rabbit had chewed um one of the mam's furniture pieces that she sells um and he's like they've got to go both of them as in also julie <laughs> cam your tits <laughs> I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. But like, so this guy, Scott, like, obviously, this is what I don't get. Mm. One of the many things I don't get from this movie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So at the very beginning of the movie, I'm going to call him his brother. His brother offers him a job where he works. Yeah. Doing like remortgaging for people. Yeah. Which I think in itself is quite a scummy job. But anyway. um, I think that's why Scott doesn't want to take it. But at the same time, they are clearly in such financial peril. Mm-hmm. Like, proper financial peril. Even though it's never really shown. Like, they always yeah. have food and stuff. Um, to the, And I'm like, you're telling me you're this desperate for a job. And you won't take a job that's literally being handed to you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it makes no sense. Yeah. But then he comes back and is like, 
So he's made it to like the third round of interviews for this mm-hmm. engineering job. Yeah. And they don't give it to him. They give it to some other guy. Yeah. Who doesn't live in the state mm. and is flying his family in to Michigan to live there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all this nonsense about home, the blah, the blah, the blue, blue, blah. I was like, you obviously just weren't the person for the job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, you're never, I was like, you should never, ever excite yourself. It's like, okay, yeah, as you're progressing within an interview, yeah. like, if there's multiple interviews, okay, like get a little, little, be yeah. like, okay, I've managed to pass the first one. Okay, I'm all proud that you this got to the good. third round. Good job. Yeah, but like if you don't get it, like he had a tantrum, Meltdown. like a proper tantrum. Yeah, yeah, and anyway, all on him because he got so excited. I genuinely thought mm-hmm. he got the job that first day he came home. I was yeah. like, oh, they're sorted now. No, like that's that's all on him. Cap yourself. Also, the mum, like, just starts weirdly, badly fake crying. Yeah. And I'm like, what is going on? It's (laughs) this job was their only hope in life, apparently. So, while while the dad is having a meltdown, and the two boys are outside, Julie spots them from her bedroom window. Mm-hmm. putting this towel thing into the pram and she instantly knows what's happening and she screams blue murder correctly correctly runs yeah. down the stairs um out the door the bunny has already been pushed off they can't she can't like save it in time but she does get to it not, and the bunny seems okay not only that they see her running out of the house and are like do it push it now and i'm like yeah. you little shits they're awful you know she knows awful and there is no repercussions for either of them no, ever. No, because then what happens is Julie spots that the bunny is like has been flung, um, and she gets reasonably upset, attacks Billy, <laughs> and bites him. Now, honestly, I think it's a fair response. I agree. <laughs> he takes her bunny. Who he yeah. knows is the only reason she'll ever talk. Yeah. And literally threatens to murder the bunny. And Julie's not done anything to pit. Like, they're shown as a reasonably happy, not family, but they're shown to get along and not yeah, it's hate not each like, other. It's not like she's always, like, pinching him or stealing his stuff or anything like that. No. Just out of nowhere these boys spitefully are like let's put the bunny in the He doesn't like that she gets to watch her video a lot because he wants to play games. But that's the only bit of conflict that they have Mm -hmm. is that she watches the Velveteen Rabbit a lot. Mm -hmm. Other than that there's nothing to suggest that he would be this cruel to her. Because he's not that cruel when that other child is not there which is why I think that other child is a really bad influence mm-hmm, but I agree. I'm not blaming it all on the other child because he still has his own brain and don't be a sheep my mum always told me so mm. you know pay attention but <laughs> but like yeah I just, it didn't fit the character arc for me you mm-hmm. know because he did seem reasonably upset when he shot the bunny as well yeah but all of a sudden we're happy just anyway move on it just makes no sense yeah so (laughs) Julie attacks and bites the child to which they're all like Julie yeah but no one's worried about the fact that (laughs) Billy don't fucking throw rabbits don't even get me started so Julie goes to bed 
and that night she hears Scott um, arguing with the mum about the fact that they've got to go that he can't he can't carry on like this and Julie overhears all this and so Julie scoops up the rabbit and she packs him into her coat and she runs away and I mean I don't blame her yeah because this dad is being outrageously childish yeah when he's like I can't live like this anymore I can't you knew this was going to be you and also you know that this child has been stripped from her mother her mother Mm -hmm. abused her also like was a drug abuser herself I'm like you don't know what this child has seen how dare you say that this is too hard for you yeah god love you poor man man struggling (laughs) that's a bit um, and at this point, my pen broke, and I'm just going to look how angry I got over my pen. Because <laughs> so much was happening, and the notes were just, I was like, excuse me, I need to take this down. So my pen broke. So my next note is that the police search. So um, obviously, the parents cop on to the fact that Julie's gone. And yeah. the mom is like, do you think she heard us? And Scott goes, you mean me? And I'm like, yeah, but she was nice yeah. enough not to say it. Fucking shut your face. He's <laughs> like, but you meant... But he was like, he was like so snarly about it. He was like, yeah. no, you meant me. And I'm like, I would have been... If I was, I would have been like, yeah. yeah I didn't I did. mean you. I was trying it's not your fault. to upset you any further. <laughs> I was being a nice enough person to put the blame on both of us. But yeah, no, I didn't mean you. Oh, men. Honestly, the worst. So, <laughs> so, um... I don't know what that note says. It says, oh, there's a something now too. No idea. But the... Basically, the... Storm. There's a storm. That's exactly what it says, Kate. Well done. (laughs) 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 See, I watched a Tuesday. I've already deleted this movie from my brain. I did not remember. So basically, they ring the police and they're like, this girl's missing and she's basically just randomly walked out into the woods in the middle of Michigan, which by the looks of it is pretty scary. Yeah. And then a storm happens because Gatobin, we need more dramatic effect. So mm-hmm. there's a storm coming um, and it cuts to the bunny lady's house where she, she's feeding all the bunnies and over the radio she hears about the search for the girl and she's like, oh, not Julie, my best friend. So she gets in her car and she arrives at the search as well and she's the one who says, I think I know where she is. Um, I took her to the woods one time when we were collecting sticks for the bunnies I reckon she's gone there to this like magic tree to the Christmas oak yeah was this mentioned before never right (laughs) that's what I thought when they were like so just before that Mm. the dad who's this like cross country shite skier is like let me help I want to help yeah. blah, blah. and the professional search and rescue team which I have to say are pretty shite they are um, they're so not concerned they're like well there's a storm guess we'll look in the morning they're like sir no we have uh, we have protocols for this please don't anyway he just picks up his skis and runs yeah but he um, no, he's, but also, he also steals one of their radios radios yeah so he knows so he's out and he's, abs- he's absolutely running around searching for this girl mm-hmm. and all of a sudden then he hears on the radio oh anyone near Christmas Oak navigation points bloody bloody bloop bloop we yeah. think this is where she is and so he's like oh my god I'm not far from there and yeah. then literally across the field um, yeah. and at this point as well Julie has been like are you cold bunny don't worry we'll just rest here 
Um, and it's quite concerning. <laughs> yeah, but like thinking about it, like so when the parents were arguing, mm-hmm. Julie had already gone to bed, but they hadn't. So I assume mm-hmm. it was like maybe like half 11-ish that they were arguing. Mm-hmm. So she left around midnight and then she'd been walking all night. The yeah. fact that she hadn't like literally frozen to death that night. She's been she gone is, at least 12 hours at this point. Because she is extremely malnourished. Yeah. Like she's very like a like a proper like malnourished like foster child i'm like she would have died 100 percent. maybe the bunny warmth was keeping her alive i don't know that would have been that would have been an interesting plot line it's like how did she survive that's impossible and then and then one of the search and rescue guys were like oh well actually bunnies have an internal temperature of such and such so he would have just acted like a big heat warmer so the bunny saved her life and then they kept the bunny forever because they were like you were the reason we have our child still yeah cute damn I wish we wrote Christmas movies for a living (laughs) seriously if you were a film producer or writer or you own a company just give us a budget own a Um, company (laughs) any company will take it sponsored by Um, so yeah the dad finds her now he was feckin' gutted that she had gone missing despite the fact that he had shown no interest in her until this point mm-hmm. um, and then he gets her and he's all loving and he's like I've got you now Julie I'm so sorry like shut up <laughs> it's too late but I late. do it's very much like okay I was clearly in a bad mood I still don't want this child to leave us kind of thing yeah yeah and to be fair I do think you know he's always told himself that he was in this for the money but that's not the case and he Mm -hmm. only realised it then in that moment Mm -hmm. he brings her back it's like this miracle shot of him like walking back with her Um, (laughs) like that Um, and she takes the bunny and god bless her doesn't she only try and give it back to the bunny lady because she was such a bad bunny mom and Mm -hmm. she doesn't deserve to look after the bunny and the bunny lady's like absolutely not that is your rabbit and it's lovely moment and it should have ended there but no but we have no. one final conflict <laughs> while we're all living a happy life cut to like the following week where Julie's back living her best life they're all happy go lucky with the rabbit Billy still doesn't seem to have been punished for any of his crimes throughout this movie um, Scott gets an email on his Mac computer <laughs> honestly sell that you'd be covered for at least two months <laughs> like, yeah, true that save you a bit you can downgrade anyway he gets an email on his Mac computer and you know in a very like look at this and the mom looks over his shoulder and it goes oh no and it cuts to his screen and isn't there only someone looking to get the bunny back so way back at the start the of the way, film the start of the film almost <laughs> I would say almost uh, what like three six months have yeah, passed since easily, Christmas easily someone has finally spotted the notice from way back when and has emailed they come to collect the bunny and it's a little child who clearly is on some sort of spectrum but again the movie doesn't That's... care about that or just badly behaved. I think 
I think it's a bit of like some kind of spectrum, but I also think he's absolutely no discipline whatsoever. No, I don't. Th- no, I don't think he's disciplined, but I also think they're very much like alluding to a spectrum, but not wanting to but dive parents, too deeply into it. Those parents are also awful. Well, it's because... just the mom. Yeah, she is horrific. She just does not. This child is wandering around going, "What's that? What's that? What's that?" And as he's saying it, he's knocking everything off the counters. And she's he's not like... He's picking stuff up and dropping it on the back. floor. You were at someone else's house. Show a little respect. She's the worst mom ever. But I also can't believe that the parents of the house didn't say something. Because if, I, if a kid come over to my mm. house like this, I'd be like, sorry, you're going to sit down. Or yeah. you're going to put all those things back on the shelf. Because I'm not having that. Yeah, like, absolutely not. Like yeah. you're not coming Like I don't care what you do In your own house But you're not mm-hmm. coming into my house And picking everything up And dropping it on the ground Yeah Nah Absolutely uh-uh. Um, And the mother tell The mother of the little boy Tells Julie's parents That She didn't expect the child To react as badly When the bunny went missing Um, Because he never had seemed interested In the bunny before Um, All he did was feed it candy Again Bad parents this is going back to the bunny lady being like, did you feed a candy? No. So. But there's... also, they didn't, they were like, my husband thought the bunny would be better in the wild. Oh, so yeah. They gave, they, they cho- just left the bunny. So they chucked the bunny out the back door. And so I can't believe then they didn't just go and buy another bunny. Like. Yeah, yeah. They don't seem the type to, to stress too much. Um, and apparently then they saw the notice or the child saw the notice realised that was the bunny and he wanted his bunny back um, and Julie's mom says oh Julie Rumple or whatever and the mom laughs and he's like Rumple what an odd name for a rabbit and she's yeah. like oh well, what did you guys call it and they were like bunny <laughs> yeah like we never gave it a name and I'm like right. what you never people. gave it a name <laughs> What? Like, even the child didn't have a pet name for it? What? Makes no sense. This family, like, this family is the worst, and we are supposed to realise that. Um, The dad, Scott, comes in and is like, look, how much did you pay for the the bunny? And I think the mom says something like $30. And he's like, well, here's 100 Piss the fuck off. Go get him a new one. Um, Is essentially what he says. <laughs> and they do. <laughs> Oh, well, sorry. First, Julie, like, tears strips out of the kid and is like, do you know what they eat? Do you know what they do? And, like, all of her bunny lady training comes into play Oh, my favourite thing is, though, she's like, um, do you know what bunnies do with their poop? They They eat it. it. Yeah. (laughs) And apparently, that's the thing that set this kid off. Yeah, yeah, because then the kid doesn't want something that eats their own poop. So, there's that. Um, And then, all that happens, Scott takes his brother-in-law up on the offer to work for him with the clause that he is going to continue work looking for work elsewhere and he will be gone the second that he gets another job so don't be tying him into any contract that's fine don't know why you couldn't have done that the brother-in-law seems absolutely fine with that yeah he was like is that job still available and the brother's like for you mate absolutely anything and it's like oh well there we go just pride men in their pride honestly um, and then they adopt her <laughs> just as, as simple as that the mom has lost her rights because of all this not showing up and she oh, got no, no, arrested yes. again yeah um, so she got arrested again and that mean woman 
spoke to her and had a very hard conversation with her and got her to agree to give up her parental rights. Yeah. So she's no longer technically her parent. So they all sit in a circle on the floor for some reason. Um, and they, they say they're having a family conversation and then Julie gets up and walks out and everyone's like, oh shit. Oh no. And then she comes back with Rumpel because Rumpel's part of the family and they're all like, of course Rumpel is part of the family, obviously. Yeah, why didn't we think of that? And they're like, your mom is shite. Do you, wanna, do you want us to adopt you? Uh, that's basically what they say. Yeah. Uh, Julie just says, oh, both of us? As, as if they were going to get rid of the rat, obviously. Stupid child. They're... No, just the rabbit. <laughs> yeah, 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 we're actually keeping the rabbit. The rabbit is magic. Fuck you. What superpower do you have? <laughs> but they say, yes, of course, the both of you. Then Julie cries and asks if she's real now in a throwback to the Velveteen Rabbit. Which um, was never explained in never the first explained. place. Never um, And the man picks her up and is like, of course you're real. And everyone cries and they live happily ever after, I presume. The end. <laughs> and uh, that was the Christmas bunny. The Christmas Yay. bunny. Yeah. Um, also, it's shite. Don't waste your time with it there's a huge part of the movie where they're all like oh your friend your friend up there when they're talking about god they talk about god a lot they're like oh your friend up there blah blah and the dad's like well he's not my friend i he won't get me a job blah blah it's like oh yeah anything that was really religious in the show i kind of skipped over because i don't care Correct. Um, Ed messaged me just before we started recording. Oh. He said that the director of the Bunny movie was the assistant director on Dead Poet Society. I've never seen that film, but you'd love Dead Poet Society. Really? I'm sure. Yeah, it is <laughs> better than this film. Much better. <laughs> Way better. <laughs> um. So that's a bit mad because Dead Poet Society is an absolutely fantastic movie. But I so, guess when you only have a budget of quarter, quarter of a million, of a million. And, I mean it's tough. And the whole state of Michigan to play with. What can <laughs> you do? Um. So yeah, not really anything super exciting to say about this movie. But allegedly, yeah. according to IMDb, mm. the whole film was shot in eighteen days. So um, honestly, Less than a month. That would Less make perfect sense. What? Maybe that's why she had the same outfit in every single thing. They were like, she doesn't need multiple outfits. We're going to shoot this whole thing in two weeks. Don't yeah. worry about it. She's literally, she's got a pair of pink jeans and then she's got a pair of blue jeans and she wears her coat everywhere because she's always ready to have, leave. They all have... Um, uh, they all have ripped... Uh, she always has ripped leggings. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, buy the girls some proper clothing, would you? <laughs> um, uh, the key key plot plot keywords for this money, mm-hmm. this money, this movie: <laughs> bullying, girl, <laughs> winter, Christmas, animal entitle, preteen, father, rabbit, Michigan, farm, and reference to Donald Trump. Reference to I miss that. I remember it, but I didn't write it down because I was like, Fair. this is not interesting. I don't, um, don't remember it whatsoever. Yeah, then as always, we asked you guys on Instagram yeah. what you thought. And we had one person hit us up this week. 
uh, Craig from the dads and he was like this movie looks shite and you know what Craig you were completely right yeah don't watch it <laughs> absolute waste of time yeah absolutely what an absolute it was so boring movie. that was the main problem I, I had with it is that it was boring um how many cracks would you give it <sighs> honestly I was gonna say minus one for the fact that it's not even a Christmas film but you did remind me that I really liked that scene of the bunny lady being all sad. So I'm give it I'm gonna give it not point two for that one scene. I was gonna give it not point five. See, I don't even think it deserves not point five. See, I think that's that the scene, only redeeming scene. <laughs> that scene with the bunny lady was cute. And then also I think just the fact that the dad realizes that he was being a dick and then does it and then stops mm. doing that. I thought that was interesting as well. See, I, um, I do love an old father redemption storyline, but I just didn't buy into it. Yeah, I suppose. It wasn't explored enough. We spent too much time on animal abuse and God. <laughs> That's my quote for the film. <laughs> you're going to want to write that down because you're going to forget. <laughs> this film is just about animal abuse and God. <laughs> Very little bunny. <laughs> Very little um, Christmas. <laughs> High Creek Pictures. Oh, they've only made three movies. Christmas so the the, the production the production company who made this movie is called Honey Creek Pictures, mm-hmm. um, and they made To Survive, a desert survival reality show goes horribly wrong, mm-hmm. The Christmas Bunny, and then Dead Scared. Several college kids spend the night in a spooky mansion in an attempt to pledge fraternities and sororities. A deranged professor begins murdering them. They must figure why, and also if one or more of them are working with the killer. They must figure out why. No, just get out. Why would? Why? Why look into it? That is so weird. Dead scared. Oh no, the original title was the hazing. I wonder why it was renamed. That's just getting into Sometimes it. Sometimes movies are just renamed for like different places and stuff. So Yeah, true. Um, so yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I don't think we need to talk about this anymore and we can just forget about the fact that we ever had to watch it. Yeah, I, ju- I think, <laughs> final note, the poster is horrifically misleading. This looked like a real cute film. You and me, we were really excited to watch this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the most disappointed we have been in a movie so far. Because I was like, oh my god, the and but the trailer and the poster both allude to the fact that it's going to be a really cute Christmassy movie about this girl who finds a bunny and it's just none of those things. No. no. Like I know we only have twenty one episodes. But I think of all the movies we watched so far, this is the one I was the most disappointed with. I know we didn't even I... talk about a California Christmas. <laughs> but I still thought that was a better movie yeah mm-hmm. so. yeah well oh well mm. don't know if i agree with that now. well um yeah. <laughs> you make a fair point it's been a while so yeah that's um everything most of these guys if you want to hit us up on instagram it's at crickets <laughs> it's at christmas crackers pod um our link is always in the show notes if you're interested and also so we're coming to the end of easter month mm-hmm. uh may would you, we have a theme for may no i don't think so <laughs> if you guys have any suggestions of any themes we could do for may, for may 
There's May Day. That's the only thing that's on my that's calendar. Nah, absolutely not. If you guys have any ideas or no. just like themes you want us to do for the month, they don't always have yes. to be associated with the month in hand. If you want us to do like Christmas movies that only have this word in the title or something like that, because <laughs> a lot of a lot of Christmas movies do have similar words that's like true. wedding star. or girl star, like that kind of shit. <laughs> Uh, yes, please message us on Instagram. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, anything else to say, Sam? Nope. Great. <laughs> uh, have a fantastic week, guys. Stay safe, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.